Hey, Fidelity. What's it cost to invest with the Fidelity app? Start with as little as $1 with no account fees or trade commissions on U.S. stocks and ETFs. Hmm, that's music to my ears. I can only talk. Investing involves risk, including risk of loss. Zero account fees apply to retail brokerage accounts only. Zero dollar commission applies to online U.S. equity trades and ETFs and retail Fidelity accounts. Sell order assessment fee not included. Some account types and securities excluded. Details at fidelity.com slash commissions. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, Hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. I'm Claire Fallon. And I'm Emma Gray. And this is Love to See It, an obsessively detailed recap podcast about reality dating shows like The Bachelor and other pop culture that makes us laugh, cry, and curse the patriarchy. We can't live with these shows and we can't live without them, but we can break down every juicy moment and unpack all the weird messages these shows send us about love, sex, and dating. Welcome to Love to See It, a podcast about how beautiful it is here in Jasper, Alberta, a place really unlike any other place we've ever been with like the sky and the water and the mountains and everything. Frankly, it's the perfect place to be full of doubt and confusion, especially about whether you're falling in love um, and also with whom. It's complicated. But also the perfect place to fall in love. Maybe. Maybe. Let's hope. It's the last week before hometowns on Joey's season of The Bachelor. So, you know, pressure's on and the women are starting to get cold feet, either because Joey is so amazing that they don't want to share him or because he's maybe not quite amazing enough in some intangible way or just because it's very chilly in Alberta in the fall. Like there's a lot going on. Joining us today to break it all down is friend of the pod and senior editor at Glamour, Stephanie McNeil. Steph, welcome back to the pod. Thank you. I'm so excited to be back, especially in such a momentous uh, occasion as this episode. I mean, truly. Pre-hometowns. This is a big deal. Before we get into the recap, just a little housekeeping. Reminder to everyone that we are recapping the absolutely wild and chaotic season of Love is Blind, which has been airing over on Rich Text. You can find those episodes at clarentemma.com. .substack.com. And in this week's episode, we will be addressing some of the gossip that has come out about the cast, which is <laughs> about a lot. almost all of the cast. <laughs> a lot to <laughs> dig into there. Uh, but there's also a lot to dig into here. So let's let's get started. We're in Jasper, Alberta, and we have another cold open. Maria is speaking firmly to Joey as tense music plays, and she says that at first she wanted him to explore every girl there so that when he ended up with her, it meant more. 
But bringing him to meet her family, knowing that he is that way with these other women, it doesn't sit right with her. She says, it's gotten the best of me, and I don't know if I can do this anymore. Joey is just staring at her sadly. What a change from last week and their rom-com ready date. Maria just continues to be the star of this season. She, like, is the lead. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) There's one every year, though, right? Where they, it seems like, have no idea what they signed up for. They're like, wait. It's like, I understand it from a certain perspective. You would hope that you show up and The Bachelor is just like, oh, I don't need anyone else because I just have you. But come on, girl. You know what you signed up for. I think, honestly, what happens more often is that they assume that they won't be that into The Bachelor and The Bachelor won't be that into them and they'll just, like, travel a little bit and have fun. I think that that is what really trips people up. They're like, what does it matter if we're all dating the same guy? It's not like it's real. And then they're like, oh, no. Now I want to be picked. It doesn't feel Mm -hmm. so great. (laughs) (laughs) But before we get into that, it's time for some idyllic natural scenery because we cut over to the vistas of Mm. Jasper National Park and Joey riding a motorcycle down the open road. He's just always casually riding a motorcycle. (laughs) Like, they haven't dug into this enough. Is he a a motorcycle guy? It's just a thing of... I mean, I guess. That would be a hard red flag for me. But I guess. He's a man that contains multitudes. He's a tennis guy. He's a motorcycle guy. He's a he's a lover. He's a guy that'll be very hard to get life insurance for, probably. (laughs) These are the things you have to think about. But yes, Joey is in Jasper National Park in Alberta. He says it's the most beautiful place he's ever been. I don't know how to describe it. He's hit his limit. He can't describe new places they've traveled to anymore. But it does look stunning. Like, the lakes are like turquoise. And... Oh, yeah. I'm Alberta is absolutely gorgeous. That's also the province that Banff is in, which is probably the more famous national park. Like, oh. Lake Louise is there. And Jasper National Park is a few hours away from that. So, like, very beautiful. This is very effective promo. I wish I had had that context before because I had no idea where they— I kept thinking that they were in Wyoming for some reason. (laughs) But now that I know— I feel like they are leaning in the last few seasons a little bit more on that, like, northwestern sort of beauty that doesn't get quite as much attention as some of the other uh, regions of North America for for the natural scenery. but. It's introducing me to some new potential vacation spots. And Joey looks great in his quilted jacket. And he's he's ready for this week. Last week was a little heartbreaking with Lexi leaving, but just a little heartbreaking. Now he also has four women who've expressed they were falling for him, which is great. And he's hoping for clarity and confidence and that he will start to fall in love. Start? It's week seven, Joey. Like, hurry up. Get with it. Get with the fucking program, man. Just kidding. I love you. I have a crush on you. He's going to have to cram it all into the last, like, three episodes. Maybe he's just doing the old school Bachelor thing where they don't tell them they love them until the very end, which I feel like now is kind of out the window. Yeah. I don't know. No, I That's hope what he they is. should do if they were smart. I yeah. hope he is. But I, I, I would expect him maybe to be like, I'm falling in love, but I won't tell you who I'm falling in love with. That's a secret. <laughs> I suspect next week we're going to start to get a little bit some of, of those disclosures from Joey. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Joey's final six are arriving in Jasper, exploring their hotel. There's a rainbow and someone squeals, it's a sign. 
Of what we can't quite say, but it's a sign. It's a sign that one of them is going to win. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. basically. I mean, it's like butterflies. Like, it is just like a thing that people are like, that's a sign. Uh, It must be a sign of something. It's so pretty. And that is about me in some way. Uh, Jen says, it's a romantic place. I just want to get naked and cuddle in the woods. And then they all get on a balcony and yell, Joey, we're in Jasper. Jasper tours and board, like, extracted a lot for whatever. Good for them. Whatever they got their money's worth, for sure. <laughs> whatever they paid. Joey is once again coaching Jesse on his forehand, and Jesse is once again reminding us that he's Canadian. He has the home court advantage for this practice session. Joey embraces his tennis racket, and I thought, oh, to be that tennis racket. Embraced in his strong arms. <laughs> and he tells Jesse he's scared of falling, but he has to, like, keep his mind on the bigger picture this week. Daisy and Jen are both hoping for one-on-ones because it has been longer for them than I think anyone else left. And Maria admits, she's like, of course I want the time, but I'm respectful of the fact that it's been longer for a lot of you. Maria is trying very hard throughout the rest of the season to be like, I'm very respectful of all of you. Just to be clear, I respect your She's feelings. Like, I and <laughs> do not want to get in any more fights. It's happened enough. Please. There's no way you can take this the wrong way because I'm being very respectful. The date card comes and it is for Daisy. Daisy, let's ride off into the sunset together. Jen is downcast. She says she is shocked and disappointed in her in the moment. Though, of course, it is... The case that Daisy had her one-on-one the longest to go, so she's sort of the obvious choice for the first, second one-on-one. Yeah, I agree. I feel like it's necessary for Daisy to get a second one-on-one because when you have the very first date, it's just so— It's too early. It's too early. It's too early. You don't really have any basis, so you're building all of that. Like, that person, if she's going to go to hometowns, she really needs a second one-on-one. Yeah, and the funny thing was, well, I I do agree with you that Maria has this very main character energy. I think she's just like, I feel like the camera is just drawn to her for some reason. But I I did laugh at this scene because she kept saying that. But I was like, I kind of have a feeling she like wants to do it, even though like she wants another date, even though she just had one and she keeps saying that she doesn't care oh, they like, all yeah. do no, they like, take another date yeah they yeah. all want another date like she's like yeah i want it but i understand that i don't need it the most of anyone here but if i was given it wouldn't that be pretty amazing and i would love that <laughs> wouldn't it be amazing if every date for the rest of the season was just maria has a one-on-one or a group date somehow and she never has to be on a group date again I think I think she would be very down for that. Yeah. I mean, they're close, right? Like, there's no more group dates after this episode. Um, she only has to do one group date after her one-on-one. Jen is very sad. She cries and confides in Maria privately about her anxieties. Last week, she told Joey she was falling for him. She's never said that before, either because she's never been in love before or because normally we don't say things to our partners like, I'm falling for you. <laughs> That's just sort of a bachelorism. But Maria is in the same place. She sympathizes. She's like, we all just need extra time with Joey to confirm where we're at with him. And then it's time for Daisy's date. She is 
headed off in jeans and a turtleneck, clearly to ride horses. I think that's pretty clear from the date card. And Joey is excited to see her. He's like, she's my first connection. It stayed really strong. But she is the only one who hasn't expressed that she's falling for him of, like, the remaining women, I guess. And he says that he has to assume it's just because they haven't had enough alone time for her to, like, get around to that. I'm like, do you have to assume Wow. That? <laughs> love that I confidence. Know, really, that, <laughs> yeah, lo- love that confidence, Joey Joe. That was one of those lines where sometimes you're watching this show and they say something like that that's just totally insane and it kind of takes you out of it for a second. Yeah. <laughs> you're like, wait, what? Because <laughs> I, I think one of the things people like about Joey is that he often manages to seem more natural within the absurd unnaturalness of the format. And as the show is going on, it's getting harder to maintain that. He's saying more and more of those things where you're just like, wait, what? Like, (laughs) he's just like the Borg of the show is like taking over his movements and words. And he's like, I expect her to say she's falling for me because I've given her the one-on-one date to give her that opportunity this week. Right, right. I also just think once they get they get like so much more stressed out and anxious as the season goes on. And so it gets more and more tempting to just fall back on the structure of the show as like a safety net. Yeah. Yeah, He's like, well, obviously, I don't have to worry that much about my feelings not being reciprocated because the show dictates. They will say, yeah, I'm falling for you. Yeah. It's definitely coming. It's funny too, because I, I think like many people... I've kind of been on a little break from The Bachelor, but I came back for this season. Everyone's coming back for this season because the drama is good. And we I, got her. Yeah, we reeled her back I got, in. I'm back in. So, um, I, you know, I've been watching other shows. I've been watching Love is Blind, obviously. And it was like the little, it's just like being wrapped in a warm embrace of, oh, the Bachelor <laughs> tropes. You know, I haven't, I haven't heard you guys. It's like a, it's like a letter from an old friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. if, if anyone has not seen uh, Blake and Giannina's great TikTok where they do like a little switch and it's like a bachelor in love is blind tropes and a love is blinder in bachelor tropes. And it's just, it's very funny. Yeah. Oh my God. You're like, this is the crossover. <laughs> Two different alien universes. I exactly. Yeah. I feel like we're not talking about that enough. Like, I feel like that that is going to be the new power couple of the future. And they're the they're the first ones. Oh, yeah. Cross content, man. Big crossover power couple. Uh, Joey is feeling confident about things with Daisy, as we said. Also, he thinks he's falling for her. And she does make him feel as though she is, too. And he's like, I think we're going to hopefully progress to where I could be confident meeting her family on this date. So she meets him by the pastures. And he jokes, she keeps, like, guessing what the activity is going to be. And, like, what they're going to do next. And it's like, yeah, it's not subtle. There's, like, a a pun in the date card. And he tells her this will be his first time riding a horse while she has ridden a couple of times. I mean, I hope so. She grew up on a Christmas tree farm. And Daisy is feeling really good. She's like, I got my second one-on-one. But this is the first moment where you start to get that sense that maybe Daisy is not as far along as the show format predicts. She says she needs the day to understand how she's feeling. She wants to be confident about her feelings for him, but she's not there yet. Like, these are the sort of in the moments where she would be normally saying something like, I am falling for Joey, but I I haven't been able to tell him yet. Or like, I don't know how to tell him. I'm scared to tell him. And instead she's like, am I? I don't know. This is nice. <laughs> but 
certainly I'm not falling in love. I feel like that's like, I don't know. I always appreciate the people who have kind of a realistic reaction to this sort of thing. Like that they're just like, yeah, you know, I like him, but I'm not in love. Like, I don't know. I That made me like her more. Not that I didn't like her. Oh, I agree. It's a very, it's a very human reaction. And it's always fascinating to see the people who buck the structure of the show. And I feel like Daisy and Maria both do it in this episode in kind of interesting ways. And it's also sort of fascinating to me that Joey ultimately seems into that, despite the fact that it makes some of his choices like less safe. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. I also wonder to what extent production is a part of this too. Like how much are they giving some women the latitude to be like, well, how are you feeling about Joey versus being like, if you don't say I love you, you're not getting that rose. You know, how are they producing them differently because they have different like arcs in mind for them? How much of it is based on personality? We'll never really know. Um, But Daisy and Maria are, he is drawn to people who seem more real to him. I think that's really clear. Um, They ride together by the water. Joey has given her his quilted jacket and I swooned. And Joey is talking to her as she rides ahead. He's like, this is the best view. I got you. I got these mountains. He's like joking around. It looks absolutely stunning. It's like the perfect, crisp, clear autumn day. There's a romantic, like croony folk song playing over the scene. It did. I wondered if this was maybe a challenging date for Daisy, though. We don't hear a lot of her responses. And I kind of wondered if she had a hard time hearing, understanding him, given that she couldn't see his face while he was talking. Yeah, I was wondering that, too. It's definitely not an ideal date for her to be conversing with him. Yeah, especially since her horse was, like, keeping keeping his distance. They were joking that the the horse was, like, running away from Joey. Yeah, the horses had a mind of their own because they are separate beings. Um, yeah. And they were not. And we, they were, the horses were not the trying bachelor to have a and The time. Bachelorette are never, like, um, really keen, gifted riders who know how to, like, <laughs> command their mounts, you know? <laughs> no, no, not, not generally. And uh, Joey is happy. He's like, I get impressed by her all the time. They stop near an outdoor hot tub, obviously, because they're like, we got to find a way to get them naked. I know it's cold. Those are just in the wild. It's like, (laughs) you know, it's like moose in in Canada. They just, there's always a hot tub or a sauna in the wilderness. Well, I was, um, I was questioning, I think you said, I can't remember who said, I think it was Jen, right? Who said that she just wanted to get naked and cuddle in the woods. And I was like, what does that mean? Like, is that a common experience? But then here we go. It turns out (laughs) that you just have to find one of the many hot tubs that's in the woods. Yeah. And then go to it. They're a native species. I think Jen is just a student of the show. She's like, there's going to be a circumstance where some of these women get to take off their clothes and cuddle with Joey <laughs> in a glamping tent or a sauna or a hot tub, and I want to be that naked woman in the woods. Truly incredible that that did not occur to me when Jen said that. I was like, oh, she wants to, like, go camping and, like, be in one sleeping bag with Joey? I just— I, 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 I was I just confused. Know. I was like, what do you mean? Why would you want to be naked in the woods? That sounds— Yeah, you're like, I. that sounds, like, naked and afraid. <laughs> yeah, that sounds like it would be very scratchy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> to me, like, that's actually, like, a, a hellscape. That's yeah. not— It's not romantic. I think, to me, exactly. I just registered this as, like, they're just, like, making her say a bunch of shit 
like in her interviews that they have stuff to use. And then eventually that came out. And they're like, perfect. We're going to use that. She sounds... I mean, it's a great, great soundbite. It's fun. Uh, And so Daisy and Joey change into their swimsuits and make out for a while in the open air in their swimsuits, even though it's very cold. This is the first of two one-on-ones where this happens. I was like, Joey, you keep saying you're not built for the cold, and yet you repeatedly make the choice to just stand around when you don't have to, naked in the cold. So something isn't adding up here. He's on. He's under contract, Emma. This is like Kate Upton shooting the Sports Illustrated cover, you know, at the North ah. or South Pole. I don't remember which one. It's, uh... They're like, you have, you have to make to out. It. It's in the contract. Yeah. It's definitely you can't. Ma- contract. You have to make out both <laughs> in and out of the hot Yeah, tub. we haven't gotten your both shirtless locations. shots for this episode, as, as per... Clause 13C. They uh, cuddle in the hot tub, and she says that Jasper feels a lot like home. And she says it makes me excited. And Joey says about the possibility of going home. And she laughs and says, well, I guess either way I'm going home. (laughs) I liked that one. Yeah, this is cute. They talk about the type of love they want. She wants unconditional love. He wants the kind of love where they can't see a life without each other. Ultimately, they're like, I guess that's a pretty similar thing. So we have that in common. In her in the moment, Daisy says that she can see a life with him, but she's not in love with him yet. And she's not going to sit here and be like, I'm in love with you when she's not. And she says she's nervous. She knows that his biggest fear is someone not reciprocating at the end. And her biggest fear is her telling him the truth and not getting a rose. Collision of big fears happening here. It does seem like they are completely seeding a possible ending where she says no at the proposal. proposal? Yeah. I don't want them for that for Joey. I don't know. I don't know. I just don't I don't see it. I don't know. I don't know. They're just as there's a lot of they are are dangling it though. There are a lot of possibilities about how the last day could go wrong that they are dangling. And I think that that in conjunction with the way they keep being like a season has never ended like this before and the teasers they've shown of the final day, they're trying to help us. They're trying to be like, which one do you think it is? Like, is she going to say no at the end? Like, is he not going to be sure? Which they talk about later, which woman he really wants. I was going to say, there is a moment in the Kelsey date that I really noticed and that you're right. That was another little dangling. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? I guess we'll have to watch. <laughs> after, so true. <laughs> after a very Canadian, but not French, because we're in Alberta, Bachelorette casting promo, we're back at the lodge, and Jen is again opening up to the other women about how much she needs the one-on-one time. Of course, she is not going to get it. The date card arrives, and it is for Kelsey T., Maria, Rachel, and Jen. Let's take our love to the great outdoors. This means Kelsey A is getting the one-on-one. And Jen has sort of chronologically been leaped over at this point. She has the longest to go one-on-one out of the women after Daisy. And Kelsey smiles a little bit, but she clearly feels awkward and bad. I think maybe they all kind of expected it would probably be Jen. And Jen is so disappointed she has to get up and, like, rush out. Maria is also very stressed. In her in the moment, she points out that when you're dating someone, you usually see them a lot more than this, which is true. I mean, that's very true. Especially if you're like, you know, considering 
getting engaged to them. But this is not the real world. (laughs) This is Bachelor world. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to take a short break. And when we get back, more on Daisy's Date. Can you keep up? I like If you want to bring coziness into your life, uh, and I mean, who doesn't, (laughs) turn to Barefoot Dreams, especially right now, because the brand is celebrating their 30th anniversary. With those 30 years of coziness, Barefoot Dreams celebrates being the originators of everyone's favorite Lux home blanket. There's a reason why Barefoot Dreams has been on Oprah's favorite things list six times. Dressing head-to-toe in Barefoot Dreams is the key to comfort, as their collection of ultra-soft robes, loungewear, and accessories are made with premium materials. And their products make the perfect gifts, too. I would certainly love to be given something from Barefoot Dreams. I just acquired the robe, and it is, like, the softest robe I have ever put on my body. It's so cozy. It's so warm. It's beautiful. It has a nice drape and weight to it. I wear it whenever I have the opportunity. I just want to wear it constantly. And I think everyone should have that kind of comfort and coziness in their lives. For Love to See It with Emma and Claire listeners, you can get 15% off of your first purchase at barefootdreams.com with the code LTSI15. Don't miss out on Barefoot Dreams' soft, soothing fabrics that will bring luxury to your life. Article believes in delightful design for every home. And thanks to their online-only model, they have some pretty delightful prices, too. Their curated assortment of mid-century modern, coastal, high Tyler Cameron, industrial, Scandi, and boho designs makes furniture shopping simple. Plus, they're dedicated to really thoughtful craftsmanship that honestly stands the test of time and looks good doing it. Article offers fast, affordable shipping across the U.S. and Canada. Plus, they won't leave you waiting around. You pick the delivery time and they'll send you updates every step of the way. I have long been an article girly, like every room of my house my house, my apartment, (laughs) you can see article furniture in. Most recently, we updated our balcony, you know, just in time. It's finally balcony season again, finally warming up in New York. And I have been out there with my coffee, sitting in the toady beach sand dining chair, which is a great little lounger for a small space. Again, New York City apartment. And uh, it just really, like, elevates our deck. That and the ottoman we bought to go with it, so comfortable, so chic, also can withstand a whole lot of rain. So important. Article is offering our listeners $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. They're having their Memorial Day sale from May 13th to May 27th, which would be the perfect time to use your store credit on top of sale prices. To claim, visit article.com slash LTSI and the discount will be automatically applied at checkout. That's article.com slash LTSI for $50 off your first purchase of $100 or more. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list, as they should, because it's very important. If that's you, then make this year the year you finally check it off your list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. 
Wow, that is really fast. Their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning link... Plus, all of Babbel's 14 award-winning language courses are backed by their 20-day money-back guarantee. I personally used Babbel before I headed off to Paris for three weeks, and it was so helpful just kind of giving me back the basic understanding of French, allowing me to interact with people in restaurants, in shops, and, you know, just not make a total fool of myself when in a foreign country. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash LTSI. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash LTSI. Spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash LTSI. Rules and restrictions may apply. And we are back, and it's time for the night portion of Daisy's Date. They walk through the rain to Papa George's restaurant. I have to assume an iconic location. Or in a location that, you know, paid some money. In her, (laughs) in the moment, Daisy can't stop talking about how she's not in love with Joey, and she must be honest with him about that. (laughs) She is the only straight woman in America that I've spoken to, Steph, maybe you also are part of this, who is not in love with Joey at this point. (laughs) And how is that possible? But you know what? She isn't, and she won't say that she is just to get a rose. I think that she, I, I think you're right that this is kind of a trope too, you know, like by bucking the tropes that you are a trope. I think we've seen this before. I think the Maria, the Maria reaction is another reaction. Um, but yeah, I mean, I don't think she's saying though that she doesn't like him. She's just no. saying that like, she's not no, ready no, no. to. She likes him. Yeah. So it's like, it doesn't seem like a red flag to me. It reminds me actually of um, Jojo and Jordan, which I think often when we see this trope, it I think I see it more often or I register it more often, at least from men on The mm. Bachelorette. And I remember with Jordan, there was a lot of worry about like, is it a red flag that he keeps being like, I'm not ready to say I'm in love with you to Jojo or like, I have doubts about whether I'll be ready to to really get engaged at the end of this process, because how can you really be ready? And, you know, they're married now. And yeah, maybe so, that yeah, was just knows. a normal, normal human reaction <laughs> to the fact that they barely know each other. God, that feels like so long ago. <laughs> I know. Well, it, they are. It was, they went it through, was decades ago in Bachelor. Yeah, right. since then, they have like built joint careers. They had a very long engagement and then a delayed wedding and then an actual wedding and co-hosted a show about divorce together. So they they've lived lifetimes since that that season. On this date, the tension, as they sit, is palpable. Joey is clearly expecting a declaration and is, like, waiting for it to happen on the edge of his seat. I have to feel like production juiced this by being like, Daisy has something she really wants to tell you and you're going to want to hear it. Oh, 100%. They have both been pumped up. Joey to receive, Daisy to give, and they are just headed for some sort of emotional crash. Joey is smiling. He is pumped up to expect her to be like, I'm falling in love with you. I'm in love with you. (laughs) And Daisy is very nervous to say what she's planning on saying. And this results in this extremely funny beginning to this conversation. I think we have a clip. It was just a beautiful day. I was smiling too. It was a beautiful day. It was a beautiful day. Everything about it. 
honestly. So? So, you're looking at me like you have something to say. I don't have anything to say. <laughs> you look like you have something to say. I want to crawl out of my skin. Like, he's like, no, you're going to tell me that you're in love with me. They're like, we agreed. We agreed with our producer that you were, you had something to say. Can I oh, make a God. confession to you guys Please. that I watched this part of the episode on 1.5 speed and <laughs> it made no difference. <laughs> I do believe that. That really tracks. Like I was like, oh, you know, let's let's get a move on. And But then I turned it on and I was like, I don't know if this is going to make it unlistenable. And I was like, oh, this sounds like a normal conversation. Yeah, you're like, they just speak really, really <laughs> they slowly. They speak so slow. <laughs> I need to watch it on like, uh, 0.5 speed because I take notes, such detailed notes. I have to rewind a lot, but that's that's yeah, an interesting you should, idea. Then <laughs> everyone will sound drunk. That's what happens when you listen at 0.5 yeah, speed. No, yeah. I know. Uh, I thought this was so such an interesting, like going from Maria's one-on-one, which felt so natural and romantic, to this date where everything feels completely charged with the expectation of the show cliche that they're going to say was like kind of a huge come down for me, like in terms of enjoyment. Yeah. I found it kind of uncomfortable and sad to watch them both so like keyed up to exchange these like expected lines. And, but that's like, I mean, that's how the show works. And they both have been really pumped up to expect this. So Joey finally offers to start things off that he feels great. He loves that she's thinking about the future. And she doesn't really respond much. So he's like, how are you feeling about a potential hometown? And Daisy's like, all right, here we go. She says, my family is very important to me. I don't necessarily need their sign off, but I would need to see how my partner interacted with the people that I love. And... Joey asks her if she can really get to that point where she feels, like, confident about bringing him home. And she says, if I'm being 100% honest, I really like you, but am I there yet? No. I can see us being so great together, and I can see myself falling in love with you, if I'm being honest. If that ever becomes a worry in my mind, I will let you know. So Joey, at this point, looks very disappointed and thrown. This is not what he was expecting. But I think in the moment he says even, this is a very real conversation. And he says it scares him. But I also feel like that was a tell that in a way he was he was scared and also comforted by it. Because he's like, she's actually in it in a real way. And yeah. she's telling me that she really, really likes me. And if he really, really likes her... I was like, okay, well, she's. I think she's going to get the rose still. Yeah, that's why I, I mean, I think people are really pulling um, for Kelsey, especially. I think they will be after this episode. But I think that he, he definitely seems like he's taking this seriously. And I think with both her and Maria, I think that you're right. I think it did comfort him because they're both having this kind of freak out, not freak out, but just this like, they're having more normal reactions, which, you know, we've seen on the show before. But, you know, it is normal to be like, oh, yeah, I, re- I really like you. But I don't know if I want to commit to saying, like, I love you after, like, two weeks and, you know, that I want to marry you after two weeks. And then with Maria, as we'll see, you know, kind of this freaking out of, like, oh, I I feel really jealous and I feel really, like, weird. I think that those both of those reactions really did kind of 
show him that they were interested in this as an actual relationship as opposed to, like, you know, just being on The Bachelor or being on TV or whatever. Yeah, I completely agree. I think he definitely gets that assurance that, yeah, that they are feeling something real. And sometimes we see very risk-averse bachelors be completely spooked by that. And it's like an immediate elimination. He's sort of intrigued by it. He's like, should I be put off by this? Or is this actually the best possible sign? And he's processing through this on the date with Daisy. And he tells her he knows it's scary to let yourself go, but he wants her to feel confident with him meeting her family, even if she's not there yet, where she's falling in love. And she brings up her long illness, and she says, you know, my family has seen me so low. They were the ones caring for me. And she thinks that they're going to want to make sure that her partner is someone who could also be there for her in sickness as well as in health. And Joey's like, of course, they're protective of you, and they should be. And if it's us at the end, I'm accepting all sides of you. I don't want you to doubt that I can be that person fully. I thought that was really interesting and made a lot of sense to me, actually, that she's been through these really big health-related traumas as a young person. She knows the labor and, like, hardship that go into caring for someone in that position and also, like, how it limited her life when she was sick. And so I totally understand this feeling of, like, well, I need to make sure that you're kind of up to that before I can really dive in. And I think that that's just not an experience that most 25-year-olds or 35-year-olds have had. And so I think it it has shifted her perspective on what's necessary in a partner. Yeah, I think she definitely has a different sort of perspective for sure. Yeah. And how can you really get that from being on the show like The Bachelor is not in a position where he's really devoting himself to caring for you. (laughs) No. (laughs) So, unfortunately, although it seems like he gives a decent foot massage. In her in the moment, Daisy says that she senses nervousness and fear from him because she's not 110% there. And she wishes she were too, but she has to be honest. And if she gets sent home, it will hurt. But Joey, of course, loves realness, and he loves the possibility that he'll be rejected because that makes being (laughs) chosen mean so much more. So he picks up the rose. He says the day was amazing. He says, I did have a lot of expectations coming into tonight. Yeah, we could tell because I wanted to make sure we were on the same page. But then he says he appreciates her honesty. He's not scared by what she said, and he offers her the rose. She accepts, and she seems very overwhelmed. She whispers, I'm going to cry. She's beaming. She's relieved. I think she expected to be sent home at this point, to be honest. I think so, too. I feel like also the producers probably were putting that in her head as well. Oh, yeah. 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 Yes. I agree. And I think that probably production knew that Joey was really into Daisy so that he probably would not send her home. But this was like, I I mean, I I understand narratively. This was a very interesting scene. Yeah. In his In the Moment, Joey says that he has to go with his gut with someone he's excited about. And Daisy is worth it, he says, because of the way she makes me feel. He says, I would be lucky to be with someone like Daisy because she's special. He just gives these compliments that, like, even if they're not that specific, I'm just like, I wish that someone were saying that about me right now. It just... (laughs) I don't know. It just feels nice to... I know. I'm like, is it his delivery? <laughs> is it know. the fact that he's, like, switching up? 
the language of his compliments. <laughs> that he's not just saying Have she's so amazing just... and beautiful every time. I don't know. We've just been fully Joey Matisse. I'm Joey pilled <laughs> <laughs> at this point. Joey pilled. <laughs> There's one you and America. (laughs) We are. Yeah. (laughs) Take the Joey pill, people. There's one last surprise, and it is ice skating. They play about 15 seconds of hockey and then they just make out on their ice skates. And in her in the moment, Daisy says, This is nuts. I'm falling. I think it's happening. See. This is the thing, people. They <laughs> wanted to dangle it. Yeah. And I was like, uh, uh, uh. She's going to get there. I guarantee you things are going to go great with her family next week. And that's going to push her over the edge. Bachelor production. <laughs> they almost always get them in the end. They've got to give us some narratives. You know, I, I can't hate on that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, n- no. Now it's time for the group date. And Joey is stressed at the prospect of choosing from among these four amazing women. They meet on a farm so that he can figure out which two of them are the best suited to be his future wife by doing some wood chopping, which, if he were a homesteader, would actually be very useful. Maybe he's trad curious. Maybe he follows Ballerina Farm. I don't know. I'm like, is he trying (laughs) to be, what's Ballerina's Farm husband? Like, hug, hog? Hogfathering. Yeah. yeah. He's got he's got like, ballerina farm and, and Nara Smith on a vision board, like in his bachelor hotel yeah. room. He's like, I, I really see this in my future. Um, and therefore, can you work an axe? He really loves a shacket and he wears it flawlessly. So you know what, Steph, you're actually right. This entire date was to me just an advertisement for shackets. Yeah. Joey looked great in yeah. them. The women all looked great in them. I was like, wow, yeah. shackets. <laughs> this is why they're a fall staple. <laughs> so true. So true. The women are all determined to be good vibes this date. Even Jen, who is still very stung by getting passed over for the one-on-one. Kelsey T. And her in the moment shows off her outfit. She's like, I got my boots. I got my jacket. I got my beanie. It's City Slickers ready. (laughs) (laughs) She's so cute. Joey and his flannel jacket lead them over behind the barn to where a woman is absolutely hacking a log into smithereens. Joey says, you're going to be learning to be lumberjacks or lumberjills in your case. Who knew? We could just... We could just call them lumberjacks too. Why not? Right? What's wrong with what's what's wrong with lumberjills? I think it's fun. Lumberjills is cute. Fine, fine. fine. <laughs> this is how I learned. Today I learned. I was this many years old when I learned lumberjilling is a sport. Oh, I thought he was no. just being funny. <laughs> Lump, there, there's lumberjacking and lumberjilling. I didn't know that this was a sport. Now, like it's not a job anymore. I guess it's now just a. Competitive in the Olympics. <laughs> He's honestly, probably. it should be. It looks hard. He introduces Anita. He calls her a certified badass who competes in the sport of lumberjilling. I mean, I would love to homestead with Anita. She's she's got the skills I'm looking for. I will knit many baby blankets. It's the only thing I know how to knit, and she will keep us in firewood. Uh, we learn <laughs> that Rachel grew up woodworking, which I love. She's really into the group date. The women are sawing, they're throwing axes, like at like a hipster bar. They're 
throwing the axes at a target. Maria is so bad at throwing the axes that finally she's like, I think I need to stop before someone gets hurt. And I was relieved that someone put a stop to it because it did seem like someone was going to get hurt. I really related to Maria throughout this entire date. Like, I would be the person who, like, everyone else would be like, oh, this is so fun. This <laughs> looks so easy. And then I would try to do it and just, like, get so frustrated because I couldn't make the fucking log roll. Yes. But let this Relatable. date be evidence and the outcome at the end of the episode be even more evidence that it does not fucking matter. Joey doesn't care that she can't throw an axe. It is not on his list of criteria for a wife after all. He's not actually <laughs> trying to hog father. <laughs> Yeah, I I do think, like, again, these, like, bachelor tropes, it's just, like, yeah. a warm hug. Like, <laughs> this idea that they have to be the best at whatever Chugging the group date elk is. Chugging elk milk. Oh, my God, elk milk. Oh, that was so yeah. gross. I hate the reemergence of the chugging milk date. Like, the women I was have to do... very upset. They have to do, like, at the end of some training, uh, they do, like, a lumber jill activity obstacle course, like log rolling, log flipping, sawing, uh, and then it ends with chugging a huge thing of elk milk. Whenever I see chugging a big thing of raw milk on a date, I'm out on that date. Like, you just didn't have to do Horrific. that. What, what does that? it? I, I think that it purely is to kind of, like, it's both a gross-out thing for them, like, are you going to do this for Joe, even though it's so gross? And also, like, it feels demeaning to me. It's like, chug this big, thick like jug of thick white fluid in front of your potential future spouse. Like it feels like demeaning in a gendered way to me that I think is obvious from the way I'm describing it. I always feel that way when they do this on a date. I always hate it. And I'm mad that they did it on this date. It also felt late to me. Yeah. That they would do something this kind of embarrassing. Yeah. It's like an early season idea. Like let, come on, these women are anxious enough. Let them live. Don't make them yeah. chug elk milk, especially Rachel, who is lactose intolerant. She says she's allergic, allergic to, milk to milk proteins. Just like my this, infant son. And uh, if he tried horrific. to chug a glass of oat of elk milk, I would be very upset. I like she's like, I'm just gonna do it anyway, so I can go to hometowns. Don't, don't, don't do, do it, Rachel. It. Like that's not how this works. <laughs> He's not gonna take you to hometowns because you yeah. chug elk milk. Also, I I will I, I was like, wow, Maria, in a sense, really won by losing so hard because she was beaten before she could even get to <laughs> yeah, the elk that's milk. True, true. That was the way to do true. it. Yeah. yeah, and plus they're already so nervous. Yeah, like I mean, they keep saying they're so nervous, so that it's like the milk and like ugh, and like the nerves and like ugh, that just sounds like a bad combination. Yeah. That, I mean, I guess she was okay. Maybe elk milk is low on the kind of milk proteins she's allergic to, but... I thought she was going to say, like, good thing this is elk milk or something like that. <laughs> well, what I've learned is that you can't have any milk because I'm nursing. I can't have any... I can't have goat milk. I can't not, have not any even milk. Not even elk. Not even elk wow. milk because it will get in my breast milk and it's not not good if you're allergic to milk proteins, which is really hard on my lifestyle. But um, Rachel goes for it. And I mean, I guess they decided that they needed to zhuzh this up because sometimes by this point, the, the group date is almost like an interview where he just talks to all the women about why they should go to hometowns. And maybe they wanted this to have a fun component. But there's kind of a reason for that, which is not, that none of the women want to do an activity anymore. They just want to talk to Joey. Yeah. And they're frustrated. 
Also, what about an activity that just doesn't involve chugging elk milk? Please. That could, that could work. Uh, but they're all just getting frustrated. As you said, Claire, they just want to have time with Joey. As Joey is giving an interview, Jen runs over to steal him for a good luck kiss. That, and you can tell uh, that the women are super invested at this point because they are so upset. Yeah, and like, I mean, that made that whole thing made me sad for her because it was clearly an act of like insecurity slash desperation. And I don't mean this as shade, but like she was clearly like feeling some type of way. And then she just like, I was like, oh, yeah. I don't know. It wasn't something that I, I feel like she's gonna watch that and cringe a little bit, but well, it's okay. It's, we all we all get it's interesting that you say that. Well, I think you're you're right in a way, but it's it's also the case that what has made Jen kind of stand out to Joey, I think in part has been that she is that person who on a group date yeah. will go out of her way to to make him feel pursued and to like make a little moment with him, give him a little kiss. And that has carried her really far. And now we're at the point where it's not working anymore. It it doesn't fit the group dynamic on this date. And it, we're at the point where she needs to be pursued a little bit by him and he's chosen not to do it. And Oh, that's so sad. It's just that's not, so true. It's not hitting anymore. I felt sad for her because Me I too. think that that made that the way that she is with Joey making those moments with him made him feel really good having her around. And then there was never that turn where he gave that back to her. Um And on that note, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with the night portion and the rest of the episode. Can you keep up? I like, love it. Okay, so you got engaged. Congrats. Now you may be wondering what comes next. If you're planning a wedding, the first thing you need to know about is Zola. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry, and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually even enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or, you know, from your couch, which is certainly how, uh, if I was planning a wedding, I would definitely want to do it as loungily as possible. <laughs> so important. I also just know myself. I I know that planning any kind of event, like even a birthday party, can get very stressful. And so it's been really cool to see friends use Zola. It really seems to make everything a lot less stressful. And as a frequent wedding attender. I love to be able to hop on that Zola registry and just purchase a gift. Easy peasy. I know I've done it. I won't forget. Thank you, Zola. Yeah, everything's all in the same place. It's perfect. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A.com. I am so glad that it's finally warming up. And it also means that I just want to have fun this summer and I don't want to be worrying about meal prep. And luckily... I can do something about that with Factor, especially because they have so many meal options like Protein Plus, Keto, Vegetarian, 
something for every diet. Their fresh, never-frozen meals are ready to eat in just two minutes. So no matter how busy you are, you'll always have time to enjoy nutritious, great-tasting meals. With 35 different meals and more than 60 add-ons to choose from every single week, you'll always have new flavors to explore. Make your whole day delicious. From breakfast to dessert, stay fueled with easy, nutritious options. I love having a few factor meals just sitting in my fridge, especially because I work from home. It's so nice to finish up a taping and not have to figure out what to cook myself. Just look in my fridge and be like, oh, in two minutes, I can be eating mushroom chicken thighs and wild rice or tomato basil chicken risotto or Santa Fe style green chili beef skillet. And they always have a nice like vegetable side. It feels well-balanced. I feel full after, and it's not a headache at all. Head to factormeals.com slash LTSI50 and use code LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That's code LTSI50 at factormeals.com slash LTSI50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. And we're back. It is time for the night portion of the group date. Maria has sublimated her rage over the public kiss into a revenge outfit unlike any I've ever seen. It is a full stomach-bearing crop top and a mini skirt that is slit as high on her thigh as it can physically be slit without actually falling off. She looked really good. <laughs> she looked amazing. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's just such I know. different fashion than we normally see. Like her her top was a little turtleneck, like a long sleeve, extremely cropped top. Yeah. I was like, this is She leans really hard inspired. on bearing a lot of the abdomen, which is just it sort of triggers my Y2K fashion trauma, but um she really goes for it. Uh, the music is very ominous as they approach the night uh, date venue. Joey has four strong connections, and he has the chance to give just one of them a hometown rose on this group date. In her in the moment, Maria reflects on Jen's kiss in her in the moment. And she says at first she laughed it off, but then she realized that it really felt like shit to have someone else kiss, quote, her man. It's interesting that this never ends up turning into interpersonal drama between the women because they all seem really upset by it, but no one seems upset at Jen. Yeah, because I think it's what they've all been able to articulate quite correctly, which is the fact that what's actually upsetting them is not that the other women are getting this time or attention, but that Joey is acting in a way that feels familiar to them with these other women. And so it makes them uneasy about their own position. I also feel like Jen and Maria, as we see later, have like a very particularly close very relationship. Close. And so yeah. I don't think Maria would would take that out on Jen. I also feel like this is some late season maturity where I feel like by the time they get to this stage, they're usually have dropped the drama. I mean, obviously there are some iconic villains <laughs> for which that's not the case, but they kind of get over the like snipping at each other by this stage, usually. Yeah, and the the bachelors yeah. and bachelorettes also tend to kind of call out the people who are pot stirring the most because production wants us to focus more on the love stories at this point. Uh, Jen gets time first, and she is very anxious to find out what Joey's feeling about her. She tells him it's been one of the hardest weeks for her. Not getting a one on one was really difficult, and he says, "When I'm with you, I'm 100 percent with you." 
She also tells him that she's anxious about hometowns because she knows that her family wouldn't be the family he's most comfortable with. And this is a way of bringing up the the cultural difference that her family is Vietnamese. And she says, my own mom doesn't really fully understand everything about me because of all the, the cultural differences, you know, because I'm American and she can't understand everything about how I grew up. And she also says she's never brought anyone home before. Oh, this disclosure made me super sad because yeah. I was immediately worried that she was going to read a rejection as being in response to this, like as though this spooked him when I just think Joey had kind of already decided that he had stronger connections with some of the other women. Yeah. Before hearing this. I thought it was really interesting and I expected the conversation to continue. And I like, yeah, I was going to say I wanted to know more, but I mean, I don't need to know anything about people's personal <laughs> life. But as a viewer, I wanted to know more. And then it just kind of ended. Um, and then, yeah, it kind of seemed like this might have been because he just kind of didn't want to push it anymore because he kind of knew. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. It was definitely a really interesting conversation. And I think it's great evidence that we haven't seen that many, you know, first-generation women make it this far in the season where we get to hear about their families in a real way and what those, like, particular challenges might be. Um, But it was just rough that this was happening in her, what was her last, ended up being her last episode. Yeah. Yeah. He tells her, like, that doesn't scare me. It doesn't change anything. I would do anything in my power to feel like I could be part of your family. Maybe if he felt like it was going to be a meeting that took place, he would have wanted to know more specifics. Or maybe we just didn't see the full conversation. We don't know. Um, But after it, they talk, Jen is relieved. They make out. She's glad to have his reassurance. But she says, I know I can never be too confident. Is he also saying these things to everyone else? Yes, basically. I mean, (laughs) in a sense, yes. (laughs) I mean, because he likes all of that. I mean, he likes all of that. Yeah. It's uh, it's gotten to the point where he has six women that he genuinely is connected to. Well, and also, like, he's saying things like, if I go home with you, I would obviously do my best to fit in with your family. And I would not be, like, weirded out by them being Vietnamese. Like, yeah, I would certainly (laughs) hope so. Like, that doesn't mean that he's planning on picking her. Um, So he is good at, like, reassuring them in this way that makes them feel a lot better, but it doesn't actually promise much. Um, so true. Then he talks to Kelsey T. Again, they, we don't see much from this conversation that would provide a lot of um, reassurance, although she does feel better after they speak. She tells him that her heart feels full when they're together. They make out. Maria's spiral is really continuing, and that becomes the focus of this date. She is really struggling with the other women being there. And in her in the moment, she says, directly addressing you, Steph, it's not normal. I know what I signed up for, but it's finally all hitting me because of how real it is to me. I did appreciate that. I like when they can like break too. the fourth wall a little bit and be like, because, like, I mean, we've seen it on the show before, especially I feel like, in earlier seasons where they don't acknowledge the elephant of the room. It's like, girl, this show has been on for like, what, 20 years at this point? Like you do what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. 
<laughs> she's like, I know, I know. Um, she's like, I see him as mine. I want him to be so excited about me being his. And the fact that we can't do that is the scariest thing. She's also nervous about hometowns because she knows her family will fall in love with him. She does seem to feel confident about getting a hometown in the way that she's talking about it. She's like, my family will fall in love with him when they meet. (laughs) I just want it to be the end. I just want to be chosen. And so does Joey. And I don't want him to think that I don't choose him. I do. But I want to be chosen, too. Maria is continuing this, like, really intense role reversal where it's become about, like, whether she is being chosen by him. And obviously he is making the choices, but, like, it's coming to this place where she really is, like, making her own, like, psychological struggle kind of the center of their relationship in a way that usually contestants try not to do because they need to be very reassuring to the lead um, to get him to, like, choose them. And she can't do that. She's really, really spiraling. This is intercut with Rachel having her time with Joey and telling him that her family would adore him. She also has a, quote, soft launch of her family, an old photo of her parents as a young couple. That was cute. <laughs> I love that the one, like, the soft launch, hard launch, the kind of, like, post-bachelor uh, social media lingo kind of infiltrates onto the show. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Joey tells Rachel that he loves how confident she is about him, which made me wince a little bit. (laughs) I hate when they say stuff like that. I know. I know. Joey usually handles these conversations well, and that was not the best. To me, this felt like a Rachel does get a hometown. She does get a hometown, but this felt like an it's not you. This felt like it's not you in the end. Oh, interesting. Like, there are some people that he's saying more like, I feel really confident about us. And then there's some people where he's like, I love that you're confident about us. (laughs) I love how much you love me. Yeah, which is, I'm sure, true. And he does. true. He does really like Rachel, but I'm starting to get not final three from Rachel because Mm, because of their I could see that. Yeah. I don't think she'll be the one at the end for sure, but I'm not. Yeah. I'm not certain she will make. I, I don't we'll know. We'll see. Maria finally we'll see. gets her time with Joey. At first, it's like normal Maria and Joey. They're joking about Joey saying A, like he's a Canadian. But then she gets serious and tells him that she hasn't introduced anyone to her family unless she started dating them. And I was like, are the rest of <laughs> so us just what? introducing random dudes to our families? <laughs> I don't think so. You're like, I fucked this guy last night. Time to come home and meet my mom. I know. The way she said that, I thought she was going to be like, I've never introduced anyone to my family. And it's like, okay, girl. Like, like it's say? not even like, unless we're really serious. Just like, unless we've started dating. <laughs> okay. All right. That seems normal. I haven't... It- I haven't introduced anyone to my family unless they aren't dating 25 other girls. Yeah, no, same. That's fair. (laughs) It's a fair reservation. (laughs) And this is where we see that cold open conversation where she's like, at first I wanted him to experience every girl in here. So when he ends up with me, it means more. But the reality is you have connections with the other women. Joey interrupts here to say he has a connection with her too. And she always discredits what they have. Joey, 
couples therapist here to say you should never say you always do this or that. Mm. Very, very <laughs> damaging. Very to open true. So true. Very so true. true. Very true. Can you t- have all of us been in couples therapy? Because... <laughs> I've read about it. We all and know. I've seen about it on TikTok. Um, and she <laughs> says, no, I'm not. And he says, you're doing it right now. And Maria then says, well, I saw you kiss Jen. And bringing you to meet my family, knowing you are that way with the other women, doesn't sit right with me. The worst thing would be to do all of this and not end up with you. And she says, it's gotten the best of me. I don't know if I can do it anymore. It is interesting that, like, like she must know that he's kissing the other women. But she's almost framing it as, like, I just sort of thought that you weren't romantic with the other women. And now that I know that, I, think she, I can't. I think she knew... But I think there's something about being super invested and then like it seeing the see energy. I, I just I can see how that would be hard. I am empathetic to any yeah. of the women or the men on Bachelorette who like start to be kind of unmoored by anxiety and and jealousy. And also just I think sometimes a protective mechanism kicks in that's like, well, I'm sensing that you it's also likely that you might not pick me. So, like, should I save myself yeah. now by leaving you and rejecting you? Yeah, yeah. I think it's a very normal response. Um, and I feel like, again, kind of based on past seasons, sometimes the lead's really into this and sometimes they're not. It yeah. seems like he's into it or he gets it, I would say, is probably a better thing to say. Yeah, I think he's also really into Maria. So whatever she did, he would be kind of chill with, or he would try to make himself kind of chill with (laughs) because he wants to make it work with her. But he does look very upset and confused. He says, last week was special to me. And she says, it was special to me too. That's part of what made it hard. Joey says that he's shocked. He didn't expect this. He says he wants her to know how much he truthfully cares. One of his biggest fears is possibly the right woman not seeing this with him, doing it in this way. And then he tells her he has a lot of great women there, but she's one of them. And they don't talk about that enough. Why aren't we talking more about Maria and how she's one of the great women that Joey has here? Out of six six. great women. Yeah. (laughs) There's just something about the way that he's trying to, like, talk around the fact that She's not the one that he's choosing at this moment because there are all these other women and he is considering all of them or at least has to say that he is considering all of them. He's trying to talk around that while also making her feel very chosen and special and it comes out sounding very weird. It's like, why aren't we all talking more about Maria and how she's one of the great women here? Like, I mean, I think you're talking about it. It's just that that's not enough. She doesn't want to be one of the great women here. She wants to be the woman. Right. The problem is there's a structure of the show and both of you are a little bit trapped by that because that's what you both signed up for. And like there isn't a great resolution to this conflict because Joey's not ending the show now for Maria. So Maria can decide to stay or to go. And Joey also doesn't, can't give her the reassurance that like just stick this out and this is going to go the way you want it to because he doesn't know that. Yeah. I feel like this conversation, though, made me think that, I mean, I knew that he was into her and she was into him, but it feel, felt like a 
kind of like a little argument you have with your significant other and the way that they were talking to each other, which made me feel like, oh, this is a little more... Like, I feel like they're just on a They have a different, real yeah. relationship, it feels yeah. like. Yeah, even yeah. The, the, the toxic couple thing I was saying, like, that's that's real. He's like, I have enough of experience of you to feel like you are always doing something when we talk. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. You're, you're always so doing that thing you do again. It's driving me crazy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so at this point, he seems very emotional and stressed. I thought it was interesting that Maria's response to all this is to seem very composed. She's smiling a little bit, and she's she's speaking in a very, like, confident, normal tone. Like, she doesn't—she's not showing, like, an emotional, vulnerable side of herself in, in this moment. And that kind of struck me because we've seen Maria actually quite emotional— with the other women, but it's typical, typically a moment where she feels like defensive and angry. And when it's like a sort of softer vulnerability that's happening here, it seems like she, she can't quite access that in the way that you might want to, to show uh, your partner that you are also having a normal emotional reaction to this conversation. Like it just seemed a little cold, but I, maybe she felt reassured by him having an emotional reaction Mm. is what I thought. Interesting. Or she's, as she's talked about, like that is just a side of herself that is a little harder to access. I don't know. Yeah, it's hard to tell. tell. I was like, I feel like depending on how you see Maria, this either comes off as quite manipulative, that as you're saying, she's happy that he is really upset by this and she wants to feel reassured by his emotion. And she's actually mm-hmm. quite calm and happy about how things are going or that she is kind of shutting down because she's not comfortable with this kind of conversation and the vulnerability of working through it. Yeah, I think I might just be a Maria uh, apologist and I run it as shutting down. <laughs> but you can never really know. That's the beauty of these shows. Yeah. We all and also kind Maria of take... is like a protagonist of the season, like we talked about. If she were being yes. given a villain edit, we would feel very differently about that, which I think is important oh, to keep in mind. For sure. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Um, of course. Maria says she can't hear that he feels just as good or better about the other women. It's too hard. She can't do it anymore. And he says, well, it's not my job to pull that out of you. I want to be chosen, too. He asks if her mind is truly made up, and she says she thinks it might be. And then she gets up and goes into another room where she does cry and seems to be yeah. talking to producers and quite emotional. And she says she doesn't want him to think that it's him because it's not. She only wants to be with him, but she hates that she can't say he's mine. I feel like, I don't know, I I, I don't think that this is a bad thing, but I do think this was, like, kind of a test. Because Mm. I think if he was, like, Mm. I feel like if he was, like, oh, sorry. Like, if he didn't, he clearly was engaging with her, like I said, like, it was a real relationship and, like, he had real feelings. And to me, I think that reassured her. And then I think, like, kind of going out to see, like, what he does is kind of, like, I don't know. I don't I don't see it in a I don't see it as a bad thing. I think it's just kind of a normal way to react to the situation, but it kind of reminds me of like testing him. I don't know. Testing him a little bit, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, which I think often happens in relationships, right? Like you push someone who you start to feel comfortable with to see if 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 they'll let you do that. Yeah. And that or to see kind of if makes or you to, feel safe. Yeah, to see if they'll still stick with you when it's not always yeah. easy. Um, 
poor Joey is dejected on the couch as he waits for her. He's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to say. He doesn't know if she's coming back or if it will only be to say goodbye. But she finally returns. He looks so sad. They hug. Did anyone think that she was leaving? Because I didn't believe it for a second. <laughs> for a mi- for like a split second, I was like, wait, yeah. she can't be leaving now. And then I was like, oh no, she's going to she's gonna pull it back. Producers also just are going to do whatever they need to do to make sure that she doesn't leave yet. Right. Like they wanted this moment. They wanted yeah. this freak out, but they didn't want to push it to the point where we- yeah. She was no longer on the show. To be honest, this seems so, to me like yeah. she had kind of walked herself into saying that she was going to leave. And then he was like, really? And she didn't want to be like, just kidding. But she was sort of like, yeah. wait, do I really want to leave? I, yes. I need I, a minute. I guess I don't. <laughs> like, I, yeah. She was trying to like express how hard of a time she was having. And then she like walked herself into saying she was leaving. A quarter. Really yeah. um, so she... You know, they hug, and she's like, I just had a little moment. It hit me. And he's like, that's real. It's not an overreaction. It's fine. And she's like, I just think out loud sometimes. It's really not you. It's just that seeing you with the other women is hard. That's that's what I'm reacting to. And Joey tells her that he accepts that side of her, and he loves that side of her, too. But he also has fears. And he brings up the fact that she told him that after her last relationship that didn't work out, she just ran away. And forgot about it. And that scares him. He says, whoever I choose at the end, I'm in. And you have to start believing that it can be you. I need someone who's in it fully. Maria Maria ultimately tells him that she does want to be there. And Joey looks relieved. She apologizes and he tells her that he doesn't need an apology. And then he says this. What I need and what I, I hope will happen is... You consistently talking through it with me, but you feeling like you can still be here because I'm not going to be with someone that can't see this and, and trust it. But I'm telling you, I'm, and I'm hearing it. I can it, see it. I've seen it. But this it's is, us. but this, but this is what it is. No, I'm not that. kissing you tonight because I saw you kiss her, and I. But you, you really, you're not, even, you're not even gonna kiss me tonight because no. of that. No, because you need to learn your lesson. Again, that you, you also understand that was something that. Okay, keep going. I'm listening. You're all over the place, woman. (laughs) Yeah, to your point, Steph, this this little is like a little microcosm of this here where she wants to kind of check him a little bit and be like, I'm not going to let you get away with having these moments with the other women. Like, I want you to feel like you can't quite do that. But also, I know I can't really ask that. So how can I kind of express that without going too far? Right. I mean, I think, like, like I said, we've, we've seen this before. And I think she's someone who's, like, a very strong person, strong personality. And I'm sure she, you know, in a normal relationship would kind of be, you know, putting these kind of boundaries on. And I feel like she can't, so she's kind of, like, flailing, like, oh, I'm not going to kiss you. Wait, I'm on The Bachelor. I actually will kiss you. I, I did also sense that while he's really into Maria, he is starting to get kind of exhausted by the back and forth. And I did wonder if in the next couple episodes we're going to see yeah. things break down. Yeah. I think it's all about your perspective, too, because, like, is this a 
you know, if I, if I was the bachelor, um, but it's, it's like, it could be read one of two ways. Like either this is a normal reaction and kind of spinning out is a completely normal response to this really weird situation. And someone who's just handling it great might be because they aren't taking it seriously and don't really care. Or is it that this is just an exhausting person and you guys aren't really, you guys aren't vibing and you're like, you know. Right. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I think it, he could read that in, he might be, it feels like he's kind of reading it po- more positively right now. But I do just wonder if that yeah. continues to be the tenor, if he'll sort of like burn well out on it. And I think he's just also, he's trying to figure out, figure it out. He's confused. And his, in yeah. the moment he says, I know Maria gets in her head sometimes. It's just making me question if I can trust that she can ever get there. There's so many great women here who have given me a lot of confidence that they would never do that but maybe that's not real. Maybe what Maria is saying is more real because I get it. It's so confusing. Am I just being an idiot and I'm falling and investing in women who maybe don't see it with me? How can I make confident decisions when I have this sense of doubt? I'm constantly investing in women who might just leave tomorrow. This was another fascinating, almost like breaking the fourth wall moment where he's like talking it through with us in real time. I feel like we often don't get this kind of granularity. Yeah. 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 Probably because they just don't show us these kind of conversations, but it was, it was very interesting to hear him being like, well, this way I see it, but I also could see it being that way. And I don't want to look like an idiot at the end of all of this. So like (laughs) the fuck am I supposed to do? I feel like we need his sisters. Let's call in his sisters. They need to talk to him. He needs the sisters. He needs his sisters. Like he needs, he needs a phone a friend to the sisters, I think. Yeah. Guys, I saw that Joey was just at uh, a bar, like very close to my apartment in Brooklyn with his sisters and Dotton and Charity. And I've never been more angry that <laughs> you, was that you weren't at that bar home. at that moment. Yes, yeah, it's so tough. rude of them to enter my neighborhood, <laughs> you know, when I'm not yeah. present. Yeah. Oh, Joey. Joey is approaching the end of this date in a state of extreme doubt and confusion. He's like Meryl Streep in Doubt 2008. <laughs> it's like, I have <laughs> such doubts. He's going to win an Oscar. He oh should. <laughs> I just got what you were saying. <laughs> she was nominated. Right? I love how I saw that movie 15 years ago. And now whenever anyone says, I have so much doubt or any formulation like that, it's the only thing I think of. Um, Joey is confused. He's like, how do I award the group date rose under these circumstances? So he tells the women that he won't be giving out the rose that night. They are left also confused and disappointed they all feel equally disappointed that he isn't sure about them enough to give them that that group date rose. And they're starting to freak out that he doesn't feel the same way that they do. I, so I was thinking about this. Mm-hmm. And the fact that he gave both the one-on-ones on this week to women that it seemed fairly clear he was going to give roses to, I was like, that I can see production wanting him not to give out the rose on this date. Yeah, because or else just you, be you're just left with one yeah. rose. Yeah, which is totally. often what happens. To be honest, like that's happened before. But also, like, <sighs> didn't Gary do this on this date before hometowns? Didn't he also do this where he didn't give out? This happens sometimes, the rose and sometimes instead. they only give out yeah. one rose at the rose ceremony. Uh, sometimes they send someone on the one-on-one home. But I think that he was maybe going to give the group date rose to Maria. I think she was the only one that he mm. felt that that sure about. 
And then he was like, I can't do it now. Yeah, this is yeah. Uh, because the fact that the she moment. gets a rose despite this indicates to me that he felt really confident about Maria. Yeah, I think I I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. I mean, we saw them on their date last yeah. week. Like it was a really great date. Yeah. He's very into her. Yeah. The next morning, Joey is strolling around Jasper. He's got his hands in the pockets of his puffy vest, looking concerned. Serious music is playing because last night was a roller coaster, but he can't let that fear take away from his one-on-one with Kelsey A. Oh, Kelsey A. Giving such front runner energy 100% of the time. Kelsey and Joey meet up and they just like both immediately seem so relaxed. So relaxed. Who does, who does she look like? It's driving me crazy. I saw 90s Amanda Pete. Oh, oh, yeah. That's interesting. Like, but I yes, don't know if that's not quite. There's something about her hair and her smile that always makes me think of Julia Roberts, but I don't think that she looks like Julia Roberts no. exactly. No, it's not. Yeah. I've been having the same feeling. Yeah. Like, it's kind of it driving feels, me nuts. Yeah. She looks like someone, but you can't quite pinpoint it. If someone knows, DM me on Instagram. <laughs> let us let us know. Let us all know. But this this date is just going to be an exploration of the bustling city of Jasper. Yeah. <laughs> the, the, they're, they're looking at all the souvenir shops and hot cocoa stands of the thriving metropolis of Jasper. <laughs> um, they try on bucket hats and sunglasses at the souvenir shop, and they giggle a lot. Bucket hats, of course, continue to be sort of the headwear equivalent of putting on a burlap sack and being like, wow, I still look hot. I guess I'm just really hot. Yeah, you're like, must be (laughs) fucking nice, guys. Cool. When I wore a bucket hat to school on dress down day in sixth grade, that wasn't the reaction that I got then. Let me tell you that much. I I know that they've been back forever, but I I can't because there are too many iconic photos of me as a 10-year-old looking. <laughs> yeah. I know, I mean, those listen, of us that lived through childhood, this is just what happened. It it's doesn't, not yeah. for us. It's it for the It doesn't matter it's who nice you are. I've seen hot men on dating shows on Netflix wear bucket hats, and they also look like 10-year-olds. It's just... I that know what you're talking about. You are talking about too hot to handle. And, and yes, I, Claire, yes, I, I do agree. But Chase did look like a 10-year-old. Chase, Chase, um, yeah. They then stop by a hot cocoa stand, and Joey asks Kelsey while gazing soulfully into her eyes, to be honest, and tell him when the last time she had hot cocoa was. And she very honestly says, yesterday. This made me <laughs> this laugh so not hard. the response he was looking for. He starts cracking up. Their next stop is the Whistle Stop Pub. And Joey successfully coaches Kelsey on her pool technique, which is really one of the very few camp counselor energy moments we get in this episode. Is there any recreational sport-like activity that he can't improve someone's format through a quick quick pointer sesh? Honestly, I could I could use just a game session with (laughs) Joey to improve my confidence. Yeah, he'll teach us how to make, uh, you know, friendship bracelets. Tennis, canoeing, the whole <laughs> exactly. the whole nine yards. Axes. Oh, axe yeah, throwing. Axe throwing. <laughs> so at this bar, I'm sorry, this pub, uh, is where they meet typical Canadian Paul Hardy, who yes. is definitely a very nice random man and definitely not a hired actor planted there to inform them about the town's annual polar plunge. Yeah, they literally have typical Canadian 
under his <laughs> under his name on the Chiron. Yeah, it's very good. <laughs> I did enjoy that. It was cheeky. That's funny. It turns out that the polar plunge is a literal dream of Kelsey's. They are like undefeated this season at putting women on the exact one-on-one dates they want to be on, and I'm into it's it. So, it's so generous of them. I, I love know. it. Whose dream is a polar plunge? Kelsey. I don't Kelsey's relate, dream. but Kelsey feels that way. Couldn't be me. Also, couldn't be Joey. But it must be it someone is because Kelsey. people do it. No one's making them. They do it on purpose. Well, I will say, okay. So my two, I have two con- confusions. One, why would that be your dream? Two, it's a pretty attainable goal. Like I feel like almost every <laughs> yeah. city has one. So like even in San Diego, we had one. How polar <laughs> can it be? Up. <laughs> Um, well, 60 degrees is polar, uh, when you're raised in, <laughs> in that sort of climate, but yeah. So and it's like, girl, just like go down to like your local rec center. And I'm sure. Well, she literally for- says, I I'm not kidding. I've been wanting to do it all week. I was just going to go jump in the lake myself. So she's like, yeah, if it comes down she to it. She was manifesting. I yeah, will just go in the lake. But then they gave her this beautiful date and it is yeah, her dream. She really wanted a, a gray <laughs> terry cloth robe and uh, a viking helmet to be part of that experience kelsey's <laughs> like i'm so excited but maybe i shouldn't be everyone seems to be acting like i'm crazy it's us and yeah, we're doing us. sorry <laughs> we're sorry we're so sorry kelsey <laughs> oh, meanwhile plunge in canada Ugh, it bold. seems deeply unpleasant and Very. joey joey is on our side he is nervous we have a clip of what he says I'm a little nervous. I don't got a lot of meat on these bones, so I get cold pretty easily. We're going to be freezing cold. I know. But luckily I'll have Kelsey next to me to go through it and uh, hopefully keep me warm. Joey says all these like yeah. little things where he's like, I'm a, I'm like a, what did he say? Like a miniature bachelor? Like fun I'm size a fun-sized bachelor. Size fun bachelor. Size bachelor. And then he's like, I don't got a lot of meat on these bones. What I love it's about like- this moment is that <laughs> how relatable is this to a female, predominantly female audience that the bachelor gets cold easily? We're all like, me too. Yeah. I'm always yeah. getting cold. We're like, this is why <laughs> there have been so many articles about how uh, air conditioning in offices is in yeah. fact Joey sexist. is one of us. He's like, yeah. I might be a man, but I get cold easily. I yeah, relate Joey's, to you ladies. like us. He was probably bringing blankets with him to the office to yeah, bundle up. I love that. He has a Snuggie yeah. in the office. <laughs> it's... Uh. it's Time for the Jasper Polar Plunge Palooza. I googled this many times and could not find an, uh, a, a Polar Plunge Palooza taking place in Jasper in October 2023 no. for purposes <gasps> other than being filmed yeah, for The no, Bachelor. No. This this was not. Oh, I mean, th- no. I will say that the Fairmont actually does host yeah. a Polar Plunge. They do but have it, them. it is in January. Yeah. And this Polar Plunge, I just loved how they were like, this is absolutely not at all staged. We just I mean, happened to be bring, having it. Yeah, it just happened to be having it. And we did color coordinate the robes so that the two TV stars um, are in different robes and ahead in front of the rest of the crowd yeah. of locals. They look like they that were being baptized laugh. into a cult. Like the cult vibes yeah. of this season continue. They did, in fact, get a very real Canadian anchor, Devo Brown, uh, to come and stage a little... A little newscast. Yeah, for Breakfast Television Canada. 
they did a little partnership so that, that he got a behind-the-scenes interview, which he finally gets to air this week, I found online. <laughs> He's like, we're going to air him. it soon. He's I been can't waiting. Wait. <laughs> He's really been waiting. <laughs> I'm so happy for him. Yeah, it's very... Support local media, moment. everyone. <laughs> exactly. Please. Please support any media at this point. It's all dying. Yeah, uh, you know what? So, so true. true. Except so for, true. like, so right-wing funded uh, by billionaires media. Uh, Joey and Kelsey uh, get into their gray robes. Um, they're surrounded by, of course, the white robes of of the typical Canadians, Plebeians. I guess. <laughs> and Joey is suffering. He's like, I don't do well in the cold. It's bleeping cold today. And he's not excited. But Kelsey is ecstatic <laughs> and ready to get in. She puts on her Viking helmet. He puts on his Viking hel- helmet. They strip off their robes. To show off their sculpted bodies. There's a nice long shot of a shirtless Joey before they run into the freezing lake. Had to do it. Could not believe how many ways they found to get him naked in this climate. And Kelsey. Yeah, another. Another. Jen really, like, yeah, she really knew what she was talking about, apparently. (laughs) And here I was laughing at her. Yeah. And she didn't get to be on any of the Joey getting naked dates. Kelsey offers a classic Bachelor-style metaphor about how this really relates to this whole experience because it might be scary to jump in, but you can't just dip in your toe and go slowly. You've got to go full force and dive in and, like, see what you get, just like falling in love with Joey. So Exactly the same. (laughs) They plunge into the water. Kelsey seems very in tune with her body. She's, like, describing beat by beat how her body feels in the water. She's like, at first it started to tingle. Then it went numb. I really was just trying to focus on my breathing. And I was like, what are you talking about? Like, oh, get out. I, That's your body shutting down. No, You're I literally, <laughs> I was like, is Kelsey a, a devotee of Wim Hof? Yeah. Like, <laughs> that is literally my number one thought. She and Gwyneth. Oh, my God. She is. <laughs> She's like, this is my Wim Hof moment, finally. <laughs> I've been meditating to prepare for this for years. She's working on her breathing. Joey wants to just immediately get out of the water, which I think is the correct, like, if you want to survive, that's what yeah. you should do. But that Kelsey's like, no, instinct. stay. We're going to breathe. And he's like, I can't breathe. He he actually goes, <gasps> <laughs> She makes him stay in the water. I say, I gotta say, it seems like most of the people are already back out and they're still in the oh, freezing cold else, water. Everyone else is just running right out. And Joey, you can just see out of the corner of his eye, he's like, why am I still? He's like, I want to be with one here? of those on, yeah. on, on the shore. That's where I want to be. After making out with Kelsey for a little bit, Joey finally is like, okay, let's please get the fuck out of here. He get, they get out and he just stands there wet, naked, making out with her on the shore. I was like, Joey, what are you doing? You you said you weren't built for this. You said you were freezing. He was like, Why? I have hot Go Italian blood. I should not be in this water. I should be on the shore covered in water and probably 25 degree weather. Like, it's, Joey. It's really, really unpleasant to be wet in the open cold air. I, I did and not understand. And making out. Like, yeah. that's not sexy. 
Well, maybe he was like enjoying. Get us a little more urgency. It's like like putting an ice cube in your mouth before giving a blowjob, right? It's like the interplay (laughs) of the hot and cold are so around. Just like that. It's exactly like that. And I've learned through through my many real world experiences that men actually (laughs) love that tip. And it's not a weird thing Cosmo told us to do for no reason. They're obsessed with it. Oh, my God. (laughs) That and like using a donut um, just to add a little... Anyway, so nutrition, <laughs> nutrition. <laughs> you know, calories in, calories out. <laughs> exactly. Afterwards, they get to sit in a sauna in their skivvies so that they can be warm while they cuddle naked um, for the camera's view. And Joey says in his ITM that he doesn't want to stop being next to Kelsey, kissing her, holding her. He says, my feelings for Kelsey have grown so much. And then we get a casting promo for the first season of The Golden Bachelorette. Guys, I'm waiting for you to announce Leslie as the lead. We're waiting. We will will bang this drum (laughs) until we die. (laughs) And then we head back to the lodge to check in on our anxious ladies and Daisy, who is fine. Maria appears to be drinking a nighttime Bloody Mary. I was like, wow. Why not? Respect. I, I love a Bloody Mary. I, I respect the move. I was uh, inspired. <laughs> she admits to the group kind of what her conversation was with Joey the night before, and she says her insecurities got the best of her. In voiceover, we hear Maria say that she regrets telling Joey that she was contemplating leaving. And she tearfully says that she wants Joey to know she's here for him, no question. This was clearly filmed the night before. She is in her group date outfit, little turtleneck crop top. She says she wants them to, quote, struggle together and love together and be happy together. Going into tomorrow, both Jen and Maria seem really on the edge. They're trying to remain calm and think positively, but they really need an extra conversation with Joey they need, they need to give us as many clips as possible of the women being like, what I really need is time at the cocktail party. <laughs> can't wait for that cocktail then, you know, party. Can't We're wait really going to dig into incredi- things then. It's going to yeah. be great. That's uh, always a telltale sign the cocktail party is not happening. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, I see where you're going with this. And then it's time for the night portion of Joey's date with Kelsey A. The night sky is so beautiful that it does, in fact, look fake. And I have to assume that they have gotten some, like, National Geographic B-roll for this episode. that was wild. I was like, that's what the sky looks like there? I'll move. I'll do it. Don't think I won't. Claire, yes, the tourism (laughs) board is winning. (laughs) I want to move to vacation in Jasper. I've never even been there. Um, They're at the Fairmont for an intimate dinner. Joey looks very cute in a denim chambray button up under his jacket kelsey is in a beautiful fuchsia dress that like wraps around her neck and joey just looks so happy to be with kelsey the intense eye contact the way he looks at her like it genuinely was making my heart race i was like i'm uncomfortable right now in in a good way it was like watching again like another real like a really great rom-com which those are the moments that that that's why we love joey as the lead because he gives us that feeling yeah Kelsey admits that telling Joey she was falling for him was even scarier than the polar plunge. Yeah, and she wanted Joey's to do like, that. <laughs> that's true. 
<laughs> She's like, I didn't want to tell someone that's dating like eight other people that I'm falling for them. That yeah. feels vulnerable in a bad way. But the I polar love polar plunge, punches. I love Wim Hof. So yeah. that's vulnerable in a good way. And then Joey asks her who he'd be meeting next week if he goes to her hometown because he knows Kelsey has four siblings and also her dad. And Kelsey's like, yeah, my dad would absolutely be here. I hope my siblings will be there. Haven't checked their schedules formally. TBD. (laughs) She says that all of her siblings are really different, but she's the closest in personality to her little brother, Mateo. In her, in the moment, she says she wasn't close with her dad when she was younger. He was working all the time. I mean, they had to support, I guess, five kids. So that makes sense. Wild. But after her mom got sick, he really stepped up. And she tells Joey that her dad is her favorite guy. Whenever anything happens, he's the person I run to. And in those moments, she really misses her mom. But she knows she can lean on her dad. So now, of course, she is crying again. And Joey is gently wiping away her tears with his thumbs, his magical thumbs of comfort um, that were just made to keep the cheeks of women dry. And then we have a clip of the next thing Kelsey says. And um, I think that I'm, like, so thankful that he really stepped up. I think that's something that I think is so amazing about him is that, like, he lost, like, the love of his life, and he's had, like, five kids. I can't imagine, like, that scenario where, like, you know, you're so devastated, but, you know, so are all these people that are depending on you. And... And you just kind of have to, you know, do your best and, like, be there for them when, like, you know, you need people for you. Mm-hmm. Joey says that it sounds like her dad stepped up big time for Kelsey and her siblings, and that speaks to his character. And he tells the camera that her dad sounds like he would be a great father-in-law. Um, yeah. I mean, this was very sweet. And it's something I relate to. You know, my dad had three kids um, who were all pretty young when my mom died. and the older you get and have kids yourself, the more you think about, like, how inconceivably hard that must be. Um, And so this was a really sweet conversation and very emotional for Kelsey. So I feel bad saying what I'm about to say, which is that I wish they had talked about something else just because we already had a one-on-one where she talked about the impact of her mother's death. And I kind of want to see more of Kelsey The same way that we got to see a different, like, vibe with Maria when she didn't talk about, like, her trauma so much on her one-on-one. And I was like, I would have loved an opportunity to see a little bit of a different side of Kelsey during this conversation. Yeah, it's it's hard because obviously the first one-on-one someone gets, they're, like, teed up to really focus on that big trauma event, Mm -hmm. whatever it is. And then this is a pre- hometown state. Yeah, so they're talking about So they're going to talk about her family again. But maybe so it was kind of inevitable. But I see what you're saying, something else. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I, I also they probably think that they are to definitely... They context to the hometown. And they're also definitely, like, choosing to focus on... Well, that's what I mean. Like, I think part. they could have yeah. showed us a different Yeah, part they could have the shown different parts. Know. Yeah, absolutely. I totally agree. Do you feel like maybe the production was, like, pushing her to push her story? I I, guess. Because I I know they do that sometimes. I think it's also that, you know, they probably talked for hours. And production, you know, in in the edit, they could have shown us something different. And maybe they want her narrative to be a little bit more serious and, you know... um, 
emotional that like she is someone who has been through this tragedy and her family has has suffered and her love with Joey is kind of like you know informed by this loss and like his support for her instead of it having any sort of like lighter side is very much that's all part of the day date and it's not really something we see in much detail it kind of reminds me of what they did for like some of the women on golden bachelor who had had a spousal loss like yeah and that is basically all we would see them talk about i mean even Teresa, right until basically the end that was essentially all we knew about when he her. found out she had a job at the last yeah minute. she had then we found out that she worked so <laughs> he's that like was i know cool. you're widowed but anything else you like to tell me oh you have a job <laughs> fascinating uh yeah it does feel a little bit like that um I love, I I enjoy Kelsey, but I feel like I'm not getting to know her as well because they're focusing a lot on one side of her and one thing that happened to her. So after this conversation, Kelsey asks Joey what his dad thought about him going on The Bachelorette and now The Bachelor. And he's like, my dad was always my biggest fan and supportive of me, but he was just wanted to make sure that I would stay confident and not get in my head because he says his dad has seen him really doubt himself. And this is his way to kind of redirect the conversation back to reminding her that, like, he really wants someone who chooses him. Yeah. And then Kelsey brings up her biggest fear, which is getting getting to the end of this and Joey not being sure about her or being confused between two girls. That would be devastating to her. I was like, well, yeah. I suspect that's what's going to happen. Yeah. It seems like <sighs> either they're teasing either he's confused or he gets rejected. Those are the two things that fit the best with the teases that they've given us. And this episode, they've sort of dangled both possibilities quite overtly. Yeah. I was very compelled by this one for, for like no real reason. I don't know why this was <laughs> more compelling to me, but it, but it was. <laughs> They could Joey, also totally be yeah. trying to like uh, gaslight us into thinking that, and like try. Like I feel like yeah. they're so obsessed with like trying to make it surprising. In surprising. Some way. Yeah. That, yeah. It could yeah. be something totally off the wall. Oh yeah. It could also be none of it. To be clear, that's the thing. Why are they dangling it? Are they dangling it because? they're laying the groundwork and foreshadowing, or are they dangling it to mislead us, which is something the show loves to do they more than this anything. Is, this is why we can just twist ourselves in knots and, like, drive yeah. ourselves crazy. And play some large uh, bets in Vegas yeah. about what that final <laughs> twist is going to be. This exactly. is my Super Bowl. So Joey reassures Kelsey, and he's like, don't worry, the only way I can get down on one knee is if I know with zero doubts, and I'm 100% sure, definitely, about the person that I'm picking. Yes. And Kelsey's like... Great. I feel better about this. I only want an engagement slash marriage once. I love how they always say that. And it would be like hilarious if someone was like, well, my ideal number is like two to three. Once is simply not enough. Like, oh, maybe they could just be like, don't don't hesitate to propose to me. It's not that serious to me. (laughs) And I'm okay if it doesn't work out. We can just see how it goes. Yeah. I think that would be I, a really think, honest representation of how a lot of them feel about it. So yeah. true. It's pretty normal. Yeah. Uh, uh, and, and Joey just loves this. We have a clip of what he says. We might have just had the best conversation we've ever had. It was honest. It was open. She's a strong, smart, brave woman that knows what she wants. 
I trust her. I believe that she's willing to see this through. And I just can't wait to see what comes next. Yeah, I feel like the, the, the Joey loves with Kelsey. He feels the sense that like she is being real with him, but she's also really sure about him. And that's like yes. the winning combo. He's like, I exactly. really believe that she is like taking this seriously. She is being real and she's so sure about me. She feels great about me. What could possibly be better? He gives her the rose. He says that she is a light and her energy makes him happy to be around. He can see a future. He wants to meet her dad. He says that he sounds like an amazing man who's created such an amazing woman. And with that, Joey is headed to NOLA. They both seem very confident. He always is describing her as if she's like a crackling fire. Like she's warm. She's light. Like she just radiates something. You want to cluster around that's a he good way to it. feel around your your partner. They then make out as what looks like a female elk sort of bleats in the shadows. Okay, There's a lot I of was like elk so... in the shadows toward the end of this day. I was so episode. confused about what animal this was. I did some googling. It should have occurred to me that it was an elk because we did just see them drink elk yeah. milk, but I was like it seems like a large donkey. Yeah, like, there's Emma, no horns. I was very, but <laughs> I was like, not I, I, like donkey. Donkey. <laughs> I was like, I, well, I was like donkey. donkey is definitely wrong. It looks somewhere like yeah. a donkey deer, but bigger, but it's neither of those. I oh literally gosh. just didn't know. I've never seen an elk. I well, guess. also like we don't, we think of elk as having antlers, but yeah, that, that's what really threw me is that is that there was no antlers. <laughs> We're sorting out the <laughs> wildlife you, on the show, yeah. people. Don't worry about it. We're on top of it. And it's like a good Maria, thing. I'm I'm not an outdoorsy gal. <laughs> it's a good thing we figured out the elk thing because we're not done with the elk on this episode because now it is the next night. It's time for the cocktail party, and now there are some male elk that are out and about, kind of milling quietly in the dark near the cocktail party venue. They seem to always be there. There's so much B-roll of the elk. But, which is, it's not that it's weird that they're there. It's just interesting how they're using it. It almost feels like kind of like arty, it's like horror movie vibes in <laughs> yes. using the elk this way. <laughs> no, I mean, literally the elk are like stalking outside and yeah. Joey is soberly tightening his deep green tie. You can like hear them He's, like yeah. wickering and like chewing grass. It's like, what are the these elk, elk are, doing? The, the elk, elk are, are the metaphor. harbinger. Yeah, they're a metaphor for the doubts that creep into the Bachelor <laughs> formula, which it's we all shocking, know is shocking yeah. that there weren't more elk present in that 2008 yeah. Meryl Streep film. Yeah, this process is a lot like having elk nearby, is what we always <laughs> yeah. say. Joey is really nervous, specifically about Maria. She doesn't know if she can get there in this setting. And of course, as he's always reminding her, this is the setting they're in, and they just kind of have to go with that. But he gets it. He's like, that's real. I have to respect it. But it's still a potential hometown where I don't know if it's going to go any further. And it's time for me to just be a little more decisive and trust my gut. So they have definitely set this up to make it seem like Joey has to send Maria home. Because of these risks and, which and the how, nervousness that he has in his gut. Which is how I knew that he would not be sending her home. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing, which is how we know that she's staying. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So the six remaining women all arrive at the lodge for the cocktail party. They're all feeling very nervous. Well, specifically the four of them that don't have a rose yet. Maria, Jen, Kelsey T, and Rachel are feeling very nervous. And they're putting a lot on this cocktail party, which, of course, means yes. they will not be getting one. We're all just waiting for Jesse to come in, which is exactly and what he does. does. 
and it's tell so them. funny that ha- this happens every year and they're always surprised yeah it's like girls if the producers are asking you are you really excited for the cocktail party <laughs> yeah it's a bad to sign. Know. what are you gonna tell yeah. Joey when you have an opportunity finally to talk to him at the cocktail party tonight i know <laughs> Uh, yeah, I just, once I want to hear one of them say, like, I hope we have a cocktail party tonight, because I do have something, but they're always, like, at the cocktail party, this is what I'm going to say. I know, I know. So, he walks in and tells them that there will only be a rose ceremony tonight, and Kelsey T. whispers, that hurts, that hurts. I have to feel that was an interesting way of putting it. Like not I'm it's disappointing. I I I feel like sometimes it's downplayed in these moments. The fact that they just want Joey to want to spend time with them and they don't see much of him this week. And so when he cancels a cocktail party, that's time that he could have been spending with him that he's not spending with them. It's not just like a chance for him to make his decision. They're like, well, doesn't he want to talk to me? Doesn't he want to hang out with me? Yeah, a few of them articulate that. Yeah, like they're like, well, why doesn't he want to talk to us? I mean, that's that's also how Maria puts it. Yeah. And she's also scared that she has scared him away already. Um, She says it sucks. It sucks. They file in for the rose ceremony. There are just two roses, of course, on the rose pedestal. And I we have a clip of a very sweet moment from before the rose ceremony starting. I love you. I thought this moment was so sweet. Yeah, it was between Maria and Jen. And I just, you know, we always love a here to make friends moment. And we really got this between the two of them. I loved it. Uh, Rachel is also at this point really trying to talk herself down from an anxiety spiral. She's like, I'm trying to remain optimistic. Jen is scared to lose Joey because she's falling in love with him. I was getting very nervous for all of them at this point. Joey finally enters after we see him just, like, pacing nervously outside for what could have been minutes or hours, hard to tell. And he tells the women, like, he's crushed to send any of them home, but he's here to find his wife. And he's, quote, really, really confident that she's in this room tonight. She's here. She's somewhere. She's here. We're looking all around. Where is she? But before he starts giving out roses, he asks Maria to chat. And the other women, of course, are gobsmacked and I think kind of annoyed. Rachel's yeah. like, I thought we didn't have time to talk to him tonight. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I wanted to talk to him. Maria's going to have a chance to get to say something else to him now. Like, I'm not going to get that. That's rude. So Joey sits down with Maria and says that it would have felt wrong to go forward without having a conversation with her. He says he didn't have a lot of doubts about them before. But the last time he saw her, she was on her way out. He says, I don't want to be sitting here begging you to stay. I want to be confident that you want to be here because last time I was with you, I couldn't understand it. Again, Maria assumes the sort of like very composed, smiling confidence, which I think she at this point would be better served by finding a way to like access the part of her that is scared in those more in those moments where she's like filming in the moments or when she's talking to production. I think maybe Joy needs to see some of that. But she she's smiling. She's confident. She's like, honestly, I like you a lot to the point that I don't like seeing you with other women. And my insecurities got the best of me. That's where that stemmed from. But I'm here and I want to be here. 
I feel like his reaction to her is making her feel more confident, which is why she's like, oh, okay. You know, like if he, if she was telling him all of this and he was kind of like, okay, whatever, then she would be kind of spiraling. But because he's clearly spinning out because he's like worried she's going to break his heart, that is like making her feel better, which I don't think is necessarily a bad thing. Yeah, it's making her feel like she has some power in the dynamic. Right, which is kind of what she needs slash wants, which is a very human way to feel, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. I also think that we haven't yet seen Maria show that kind of emotional side at all. Like, we've only seen her get emotional to Joey or to the other women in a way where she's kind of mad. Um and that that is just, I think, a, a an easier way of accessing emotion around other people. Um, I keep thinking of the fact that she said that she was raised by her dad and brothers and how much that can, like, affect the way that we're socialized to express emotion. Yeah. That's um, all I was thinking about, too. She says, I want to prove to you that I'm not running. And Joey tells the camera that he's frustrated. He says, with Maria, we've always had the ability to be honest and open. We have a very strong physical and emotional connection. But at the same time, my biggest fear every time is that they would no longer want to be here. I don't want to be alone at the end of this because she chose to leave here instead of choosing what could have been with me. He says he has a tough decision to make. But obviously, pulling her for this conversation and not immediately sending her home shows that he just wants a reason to keep her or... Yeah, I honestly, I was even wondering if, like, that was taped before they talked. Yeah. Yeah, I was kind of confused about this whole conversation because it doesn't really seem like they accomplished anything. And I think my feeling was that he just wanted to know that she really liked him. And he, yeah, he wanted a reason to keep her and he got enough of one. Yeah, I I agree. It doesn't seem like they got much done. I think that this is just like, it's the role reversal again. It's the same version of like Jen wanting to have a conversation with him. Like he just wants to feel better. He wants to hear her say, I really like you or I'm falling for you to make him feel like comfortable again, which is what the women are always doing with him. And with Maria, he's the one doing it. He's like, tell me that you like me. Tell me that this is real. And I, he just wanted to hear that. He, I think he was always, always going to keep her. I totally agree. So Daisy and Kelsey A already have roses. And the f- remaining roses go to Rachel and then Maria. Going home are Kelsey T and Jen. Kelsey calls Joey, Joey Joe, of course, as she hugs him goodbye. And he says, thank you so much. I appreciate you. I appreciate everything you've been. They just seem like they really respect each other. I felt so bad for Kelsey, though, because she was worried that she wasn't going to get a chance to really know why she was being sent home. And because there were two women, she didn't get walked out. Like, if he had only one woman to walk out, like, if he had sent someone home on the one-on-one, for example, then she probably would have gotten a walkout and an explanation at this point in the season, and she didn't. I wonder if if she and Jen will get hot seats at um, I'm sure that Women Tell All. Yeah, yeah. I hope they do. Um, yeah. Yeah. I'm kind of surprised. I I f- yeah, I feel like they were, I don't know, I, f- I felt like they had a little more, but what do I know? <laughs> well, I think he kind of had something with all six of them. So it was yeah. like, it, like any yeah. choice see, it would involve him giving up a connection with someone that he had a real connection with. 
Jen thanks Joey for everything on her way out. And she tells the camera that it sucks to know that she wasn't enough. And then when she gets into her Suburban, she says, I know we would have been amazing together. I know we would have been so happy. And I'm definitely going to miss him. She tears up a little bit. And then she gets more, a little more confident. And she says, I know what I have to offer. I know the amazing woman that I am. And I know that somebody else will be more than happy to be my person. I just hope that I find someone as special as him one day. And this really struck me because I thought it was a lovely exit. And it did harken back to what we had talked about when Leia left. And it felt like a very similar exit, but played as heroic rather than how they played it for Leia, which is as like haughty. Yeah. Like I still, I know that I'm a catch still. Yeah. Like I'm going to find the right person for me. Yeah. Um, which is how everyone should leave The Bachelor. I agree. Because The Bachelor I agree. Is, not, is not indicative of your self-worth. <laughs> oh, I agree. And usually I we always are, like, trained to love this kind of exit. But because Leia was, like, a minor villain, uh, they wanted us to dislike her till the end. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know what? I think Jen's going to have a great arc on Paradise. Oh yeah, she, yeah. I think if, if they do, got par- what it if takes. they do paradise, oh, there are rumors right. that paradise isn't happening. So we'll that see. That would really make me sad. I I know it's controversial, but I love paradise. I also just want all of these women to to get their due. Well, exactly. Yeah, this is when this is kind of where we leave the episode. And next week, it's hometowns. Rachel's family looks so welcoming. Daisy's like needs her family to help her figure out what she's feeling. Always a good sign. Maria has <laughs> never brought anyone home except for all the other people she's brought home. <laughs> so confusing. I don't understand. Yeah. We also see that Maria's dad is maybe going to get a bit aggro with Joey and threaten violence on him, which I just hate. hate that. I feel so like they're much. probably playing all this up in a weird way. They probably like, are, they but def- they're giving us little hints yeah. that like the dads are going to get aggro. I hope they won't. We'll see. Sometimes they just do like the ominous music under it in the trailer, and then it turns out that it was like a lighthearted moment. <laughs> a little joke. Yeah. That's so true. Yeah. He's like, it's going to be hard for Joey. <laughs> I love him. Yeah, it's like, yeah exactly. It's um, going to be hard, hard for Joey to accept how much I love him. Yeah, <laughs> so true. Uh, but yeah, the parents, of course, they are playing little clips that makes them that makes them all seem a little bit nervous. We even get a clip where Rachel's mom wishes Joey the best and we're meant to think that it's extremely ominous. We also see Rachel break down in tears, but truthfully, I couldn't tell if they were like the happy tears of an emotional disclosure or sad tears. I guess we'll see We're just going to have to watch the episode, you guys. Yeah, I guess, guys. I know, there's so many things, uh, including our literal jobs, tempting us to watch next week. Steph, Thank you so much for joining us on this beautiful journey. Can you tell the people where they can find you and all of your work? Yeah, you can find me on Glamour, glamour Glamour.com. And the place I am most active on the internet is Instagram. You can follow me at Steph E. McNeil. Yes, follow follow. Steph. Steph helps me keep up on what all the influencers are up to. (laughs) Same. (laughs) So helpful. I try. I try. (laughs) Thank you again. This was so great. And uh, please, please come back sometime. It's always fun. I will come back to join on this journey with you anytime. (laughs) 
time for love to see it, hate to see it. Let's start with love to see it. First, of course, we continue to love Joey's style, specifically his quilted jacket. <sighs> I mean, I, as the owner of multiple quilted jackets myself, once again, I find Joey to be a very relatable protagonist. I, I will say he looks better in the quilted jacket than I do, but I don't hold that against him. I think it's actually great and empowering. We also love to see Daisy being honest about the fact that she's not falling in love yet. As Steph mentioned, this isn't totally new to the show, but it doesn't happen every season, and it is kind of a bucking of the format, and the way they talked about it felt honest and a little different, and I appreciated that. We also love to see some, like, genuine, thriving connections, like between Kelsey and Joey. This man's gonna find love. We also love to see that even though Jen's public kiss of Joey did spin the other women out a little bit, it did not turn into a nasty scene between the women. From what we can see, they are all doing a great job at separating their frustrations with the show format from their feelings of respect and affection for each other. They're still getting along. We love that for them. A show can be fun to watch without unnecessary catfighting. And that's amazing to me. Hashtag here to make friends. Speaking of that, Maria and Jen exchanging I love yous is our final love to see it. Friendships forever. Just truly so lovely. And somehow Joey really managed to narrow it down to a group of six women who all seem to have good friendships just by picking his faves. So I don't know. I think this man just has good taste. And now it's time for hate to see it. We hate to see sad Joey. I this episode was a little <laughs> a little rough. He is taking, I think, a lot on his shoulders to be very understanding of all the women and how difficult this is for them. He's trying to have relationships with them that feel even-handed, even though he obviously has a lot of the power. And it's like visibly getting to him by this week. He seems exhausted. He seems drained. He seems like he's really going through it. I just, I felt, I felt bad. We also hated to see a date that involves women being forced to chug milk. It's rude, (laughs) as we've discussed. We don't enjoy it. Especially, especially we hate to see Rachel having to drink this milk when she is lactose intolerant and allergic to the proteins. Yeah. Lots of people are lactose intolerant, so it seems kind of (laughs) mean. Respect that. Respect that. They live among us. Respect the lactose intolerant. Uh, We also hate to see Maria starting to melt down because of the format of the show. There are still a solid few episodes left on this journey, and she really needs to get it together. (laughs) And finally, we hate to see Jen and Kelsey T leaving. Unfortunately, we think Joey just simply has to marry all of these women because they are all so great. This is how I felt during Golden Bachelor as well. Yeah, although there's nothing that will turn you against a man more than seeing him try to juggle a relationship with six women for longer than the span of this show. You know what? You're correct, Claire. <laughs> That's, um, I have I have watched Sister Wives. It's very bleak. <laughs> exactly. And finally, it's time for our Camp Counselor Energy Rating out of 10 ooey-gooey s'mores. This was another low one. Joey's in the weeds this episode. He's really dealing with his own emotional discomforts and meltdowns and anxieties. So we're going to give it a two. Like, he he can't even get it together to participate in the lumberjacking. Sorry, lumberjilling. Well, he would have been a lumberjack. 
a lumberjack amidst the lumberjills. But he couldn't do it. He just didn't I have mean, it in he, him. He probably heard about the elk milk and was like, zero. <laughs> the sausage is hitting me in the face, I will do. Even if they were rancid. I draw the line at elk milk. He does at least get a point for coaching Kelsey at pool. And, you know, a point for, for always trying so hard to make the women feel reassured and comforted while they're so far away from home and they're starting to, to feel sad, especially, you know, at night and miss their parents. And I'm sorry, exactly. no, I'm not talking about camp. No, I am it's, talking it's about It's almost visitor's day, Claire. <laughs> That's so true. <laughs> He's doing his best. On that note, that is it for this episode of Love to See It with Emma and Claire. Love to See It is produced by us, Claire Fallon and Emma Gray and Stitcher. This episode was edited by Talon Stradley. Our theme music is by Tamar Haviv and our art is by Celine Chang. If you like our show, please remember to follow us, rate us five stars, leave a review, and of course, spread the word about Love to See It to all of your friends. If you want to get in touch, you can email us at clareandemmapod at gmail.com. You can also find us on TikTok at Love to See It Pod and Instagram at clareandemmapod. And you can find our newsletter rich text on Substack at clareandemma.substack.com. I'm also on social media at Emily Rose. And I'm at Claire E. Fallon. We'll be back next week with more of Joey's journey. Can you keep up? I like love it. Stitcher. If a friend asks how you're doing and you say, I'm okay. When the truth is, I don't want my problems to burden anyone. Or you say, hang it in there. Because if I ask for help, they'll just think I'm weak. Then this is your sign to call, text, or chat. 988 for free, confidential support. Anytime. You don't have to hide how you feel. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. With the Internet's best converting checkout, 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms, Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers. In fact, Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash podcast free. All lowercase, shopify.com slash podcast free, shopify.com slash podcast free. (laughs) 